Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Western Front with a difference. It's Melbourne Cup Eve. It's Monday morning and all roads lead to Flemington. And don't forget, you can see all the action on 10. Live, free, in HD, right through the morning. And fingers crossed, Lockie Reed, the great racing man that you are, that it's a dry day in Melbourne, of course, because the derby... The Derby, wow we! how wet was that? Very, very wet, Tim. Uh, might I just say to all the listeners, this is Timmy G's big day. The, uh, <laughs> horse racing is it for Tim Gossage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's come in in his jockey uniform, uh, <laughs> the old blue and gold, looking magnificent. And you are very excited about this big day tomorrow. Yeah, racing is in my wheelhouse, of course. Very lucky to have worked in the Melbourne Cup uh, coverage for many, many years. Still waiting for the phone call for this year's coverage. You didn't get it? Uh, uh, no, no, didn't no, get it. No, no, it's it. okay. I think the coverage is great, fantastic. You but... have changed your number, though, haven't you? So maybe just, you know, they've rung the other one and... No. No? Right. No, no, no. I was ready for the call. <laughs> uh, but I'm still waiting. I, I feel like I'm the first emergency. I feel yeah. like I have to win the Caulfield Cup to get a start in the <laughs> Melbourne Cup. But I will say this. I'm looking forward to the day, and uh, well done to the, the coverage on the Saturday. But Cup Day is the one, of course, in the International Hour and the likes. Now, I just want to share with the podcast listening yep. audience, wherever you're listening to this, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> what is that on the wall? <laughs> well... See, for the first time in my life, I've actually um, studied the form guide. And can I just say one thing? If you are producing a form guide, can you make the writing bigger, please? Because this is the first time, ladies and gentlemen, that um, I've stolen my wife's glasses. And I will be partaking in the form guide with a pair of glasses. Now, it's not the colour that I would have chosen, Tim. But I have, I need glasses. That writing is just ridiculous on the form guide. It is a lot of writing. Yeah. And for those who don't know, he's sort of got half granny glasses. They're reddish in colour. <laughs> it is all a bit bizarre. But what I have noticed, he's yeah. actually got numbers circled. He's got yep. orange highlighter. Yep. I've got a little few notes down the side as well. I've noticed that. Yeah. Okay. Now, I studied, Tim. Had nothing to do yesterday. I watched the Melbourne Cup on 10. Uh, not the Melbourne Cup, the, the Derby Day on 10 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Sunday I was inspired, sat there with a cup of coffee for about four hours, just looking through the form. And then someone asked me today who was going to win the Melbourne Cup and I threw up a couple of names of horses. I said Musketeer. They said, yeah, Muscatia would be the name. <laughs> so the study wasn't that great, but I'm ready to go. Well, looking forward to it. So yeah. we're going to take you on a bit of a journey, of course. Uh, I, I want to take you back to my very first Melbourne Cup and my first memory of a Melbourne Cup was 1973 when right. Gala Supreme won it. Mm-hmm. And of course, may I share with the listening audience, it was a, we got the Daily Double that year. Subiaco won their first premiership in uh, <laughs> 49 years. They beat West Perth in the waffle. Yep. And that, I don't know why it sort of stuck in my mind, but it was Gala Supreme 1973. Now, I was eight. Frankie Ray's rode the horse. My first bet in a Melbourne Cup was on What a Nuisance, which mm. won the Cup in 1984. Five, ridden by Paddy Highland, of course. Um, so I've got great memories. Now, you were a Melbourne boy by birth. What was Melbourne Cup like for you growing up and what are maybe some of the memories that you can share with the uh, uh, podcast? It was audience? a public holiday. I remember it was a public holiday for us Melbourne boys over there. To be honest, I'm going to throw this question to you. Like, the names of the Melbourne Cup winners in recent time, I don't remember so well. Mm. But... Mm. 
Go Back in Time, Gurners Lane, mm. Just a Dash. They're the horses that I remember. Why is that, do you well, reckon? It's because of the international raiders that have come in now. I, I mean, there's I think there's only two Australian bred horses yep. in this race. But I've got no issues with that. It takes the race to the world. And that's what it is. And you want the best horse over 3,200 metres, over the old two mile. Now... We've had Japanese horses coming for a while. Now, the quarantine laws have changed things. It makes it harder. It sort of uh, makes it more defined for the international horses to come in. And the Japanese have taken the Caulfield Cup and Cox Plate by storm with Damien Lane's help, of course, the Bunbury boy. Three good kin- th- three good kin- things come out of Bunbury, Lockie. Yep. What's that? Damien Lane. Mm-hmm. Tim Gossage yeah. and the highway. <laughs> and the highway. <laughs> ah, the old Timmy So Lee, Lee Grasher and Murder Glass, and of course Murder Glass is in the race tomorrow, I think it's great because J- Japan is the bee's knees when it comes to racing. Then you've got the Europeans, of course, uh, UK racing, and that is where the stayers are bred, you know, Aidan O'Brien and all the great jockeys. And then you've got the international jockeys like Frankie Dottori, who puts uh, Melbourne on the map amongst sort of the other European uh, countries. And he's chasing his first win in the Cup, and he's, he's been here for 16, 17 years, so good luck to him. Hey, I've got a little stat for you in my study from uh, yesterday. So nine Irish-bred horses ran in the 2018 Melbourne Cup. Yep. Okay, so just last year. Yep. Back in 1992, how many oh. do you reckon from Ireland ran in the Cup? One? Zero. Wow. Big change, isn't it? Only one horse, an international horse, ran in 1992. That was a USA horse. I remember being in the betting ring, yeah, and that was like putting... Uh, yeah, when well, you were on Ten's coverage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And right. even if I wasn't, I was still in the betting <laughs> ring. Rightio. So I was in the betting ring. Those days have changed, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, private school has sorted that bit out. <laughs> so I will say, I would. Um, I remember being in the betting ring and seeing plungers and plungers and plungers and plungers and plungers. And, and Can I ask a question then? What would be the biggest bet that you oh. saw go through? It was a phone bet. Was a phone bet. Yeah, and it was Kerry Packer. Yeah, Jezebel. I remember this story. Jezebel, tell us the story. Okay, so I'm I'm in the, bet, the bookmakers ring, and in those days it was phone betting was just starting to come in. Every bookmaker had a phone. Oh, predominantly it was for you know, they've got all the corporate bookmakers now, of course. But in in the days it was um, pretty much you'd look at what was going on with um, uh, that was cash. It was all cash. It was all cash. Then phones started to come in, and I remember. Um, Coming, they go down. Let's go, Tim Webster and Peter Donigan and Jenny Chapman and Sandra Sully and Tim Bailey. And they go, let's go, Dan Malecki. Let's go down to Tim Gossage down to Bookmakers Ring. Oh, well, there's been a heavy bet on Jezebel and it's 14 to 1 into 10 to 1. And they come back again. Yeah, more money for Jezebel. Anyway, one of the guys came over and tucked me on the shirt and he said, uh, You know who's placing that bet, aren't you? And I said, Well, who? And he goes, The big man. The big fella. The big KP. fella. The KP. So I'd come back, they crossed to me and they said, Let's go down to Tim Gossage in the bookmaker's ring. And I, I said, oh, look, I can't say too much, but it is a well-known big punter and well significant uh, man. One, in... one bet or oh, several no, it big no, it bets? constant. And, and then, so I didn't say his name. Then the bookmaker's phone rang again and they called me, summoned me over. And I called over and they said, take this call. So I was on the bookmaker's call <laughs> and I got the phone and he went, Hello? <laughs> this goes, is the moment where you fell to the ground. Oh, he went, grow some balls and name names. <laughs> I'm happy for it to be named. So anyway, I went, okay, Mr. Packer. And I, then I declared it was Gary <laughs> Packer. Gold. And it ended up winning the cup and he won lots. D- could you guess how much he put on? No, but, no. you know. So he, it's gone in from, you were saying, 14 to 1 to what? It was, I think it was $6.50 that jumped. And that was massive. 
Wow. That's Melbourne Cup betting. That's yeah. not just your everyday maiden at Benalla. So look, it was huge. Got, look, great memories, of course. I remember, I remember when, I can't oh, what year it was, um, that I thought Doremus had got beaten or whatever. It was a photo finish, and I'd gone from watching the race then running back around because they'd have, they'd have to come back to the bookmaker's ring and go, oh, let's go, Tim Gossage, and what are the bookmakers? Oh, they're reeling or they're winning or they lost or whatever it was. And everyone thought another one had won. And by the time you'd come from watching the race through the members and back out in the bookmaker's ring, it was a different result put up. It was quite bizarre. So, look, it was great times and still is great times. And it is a great time for, for people to enjoy it. Um, racing's been through a bit of a grill in more recent weeks. But I think the Melbourne Cup, will always be the Melbourne Cup. It'll always, people will always have the form guide. I left for work today and left a form guide for the girls to have a look at it, pick a horse, pick a colour, and we'll put a family syndicate on and have some fun. And now I think that's what the Melbourne Cup brings. Gamble responsibly, respect the horse, respect the racing industry, and it will respect you. And I just think Melbourne Cup is the bee's knees of sporting events. It's a great week. So during this podcast, uh, you'll give us, uh, what are you going to give us? Your best bet? You're going to give us the call, how gonna, it's going to pan I'm out gonna give you the in 2019. Call. I'm going to give you the phantom oh, oh, call, but I've got a lot of other stats. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, don't go over the top with stats because I want to <laughs> split. Says the man, <laughs> says the man that has got so many yeah. stats. And no, so- no, but first, we, I want to split this podcast up into two, all right? right. So for the next five minutes, yep. you have to talk about the Melbourne Cup as though you are talking to... Me. Dummy it down. Dumbing is a harsh word, but yes. <laughs> then after that, you can get into all the, oh, yeah. it's going to come from the outside, yeah. and they'll yeah. hold him back yeah. through the through the last yeah. turn, and off they go, and yeah. you can do all that serious stuff yeah. for the serious punters yeah. later on. But first, dumb it down for Lockie Reed. Okay, I'm going to dumb it down. I've narrowed the Melbourne Cup down to eight. Don't go too early on it, because I've circled a couple that I reckon are going to win. Did you know that in 1890, there were 39 runners in the Melbourne Cup, and in 1863, there was just seven? Why is that? Well, I think in... Uh, I don't know why there was only seven. Mm. I'm assuming that's all they could get there at the time. It was 1863. It's pretty early. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the early stages. In 1890, <laughs> there was no barriers. Right. It's only when barriers have been brought in. Shadow King. Okay, if I said to you, Shadow King, I want you to take this piece of information away. When you're doing your... Cashy jobs tomorrow morning at your radio station. Yeah. Um, Shadow King. Sixth, third, second, third, second, and fourth in Melbourne Cups. It's wow. Incredible record. Yeah, that's good. To race in that many for a start. Hasn't won, though. No. no. Don't remember second, Tim. I do. I've backed plenty yeah. of seconds in the Melbourne <laughs> Cup. They're the ones you do remember, unfortunately. Uh, okay, winning saddlecloths. Which are? Four and twelve. So if you're, so you've got the form guide there. Yeah. So number tell me, four. tell Hang me number. On, I've got to put the glasses oh, on. Right. Bigger riding. These delays Please. are brought to you by Fair Blind income. Bat. Um, no, four and twelve. Four. four is Mirage Dancer. Yep. And twelve, and 12 is? is Prince of Aaron. Ooh, won the Geelong Ooh, Cup. Ooh, yeah. Charlie Appleby. Great each way chance, Tim. It certainly is. Don't don't read the. Big print on the no, board. No, that's some, what I wrote in my hey, little writing there. Whatever some little nuffy doing in the office is writing down. <laughs> don't believe those little bits that they Hey, write. what about Southern France? Yep. Won once in his last 11 starts, the old Southern France. Being, I wouldn't be putting my money on... Being ridden by? Being ridden by... Uh, Mark Zara. Yeah, who's he? He's the Perth boy who oh. got put onto the thought of that 
the controversial horse where Linda Meach got thrown off and they put Mark Zara on and there was all the Michelle Payne got in trouble, the Melbourne Cup winning yeah, jockey, yep, yep. had a crack at the owner saying, oh, you shouldn't have put her on anyway. It went terrible in the weekend, so no good. But Mark Zara, very good jockey, Perth boy, another Perth boy. There was right, a lot of Perth boys. Don't confuse people. We're keeping it simple. Yeah, I am keeping it simple. Dumbing it down. Right, Come yeah. on, mate. Okay, so winning saddle cloth four and 12. Now, saddle cloth number one, which has been worn by Cross Counter, yep. has won the Cup 10 times. What's Cross Counter famous for? One last year. <laughs> High five! <laughs> Woo! You're well better, done. baby! For, yeah. for a seriously dumb racing person, <laughs> you're doing extremely well. Yeah. Yeah. Righty-o. Yep. Now, the, the saddle cloths 4 and 12 are being ridden by, as you said, Mirage Dancer and Prince of Aaron. Now, if I said to you, surprise baby, surprise spy baby, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's the son of Shocking. What did Shocking do? Won a Melbourne Cup. Hey! <laughs> hey! Now, he doesn't know these questions. Yeah, yeah. So you were doing really well. Yeah, no, shocking. Yep. You were doing it. Yep. In 2009, Shocking well the Mel- won the Melbourne Cup. Now, his boy, Surprise Baby, is in the Cup. He's in this Cup tomorrow. Correct. <sighs> That'd be a nice little... Just uh, how, Any chance? Well, the downside is... Yes, it's a massive chance. Be listening for the call a little later on the Ooh, podcast. Okay. Paul Pusker trains it. It would be a great story. And Jordan Childs, who's his do- old man, is Greg Childs. And Greg Childs used to ride Sunline and, and the Greg Great Charles. Northerly. Yes. And the Great Northerly. Yep. Hey, so so if you were right now, and I know you've got yep. more questions, but if you were right now, What's if there's uh, stats. non-racing people out there that yep. have Get your five, on. ten bucks just to yep. throw at the Melbourne Cup, yep. how would you go about your bet? Okay. What would you do? Okay, so... A lot of people just go win and place, and you always get good value in the cup because very few times is a short price favourite in the Melbourne Cup. So you're normally looking at about $7. So for every dollar you put on, you get 7 back. So if you've got 10 bucks and you're back 7 to 1 winner, you get 70 bucks back. So yep. that's the simple way of doing it. I'm a bit of a risk taker, so I would go a trifecta or a first four, which means you've got to get the first four. In order or no, just the first four? So if you box them all up. So if you had, if you sit there across the across the way, if I walked around this newsroom and got some people to give some cash, uh, no, they probably wouldn't. <laughs> but, but, but if I could get 20 bucks out of 10 people and we had 200 bucks, yep. I would put 200 bucks in a first four where you just pick eight horses yep. and you get a percentage of the first four. So you might get... 15%. But if it comes in and you get first, second, third, fourth, and you've got all the numbers, so you've got the first, you like a systems lotto, mm. doesn't matter what order they come in. But if your four of your eight numbers come in, you get pretty big coin, especially Melbourne Cup, because the oh, pools that's are what enormous. We're do then. But that's what we're going to that's do. That's what we're doing tomorrow. How are you, what are you, what sort of money are you going to yeah, give? Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to throw in a couple <laughs> of bucks. No, no, I'm, you know. I'm, are you in? If you're going to. That's you know, how we're throw doing something up like that where I can yeah. get sort of school fees for the year. Well, you then, can. Okay, you, I'm in. You certainly can. I'm in. How much okay. do I have to About put in? About five grand each. Righty-o. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, tell you what, glasses give you a headache. Yeah, well, don't put them on. Yeah, but I can't see. Get binoculars because everyone will have binoculars at Flemington tomorrow. Too. Hey, how yeah. good, how good. Mate, we've been a bit impartial. How good was the, how good, how's this for a combination? Yeah. Francesca Kamani. Yep. Hosting. Yes, did a great job. Oh, she is the best. Mm-hmm. Our girl, Catherine Claire Price, mm-hmm. out in the horse store area. Yep. And Brittany Taylor, Perth girl. The women in our coverage 
I mean, you can have your Felgates and your Whites and your Battlers. Yeah, oh, I'm talking right. about the women domination in the Melbourne Cup coverage on 10. And don't forget your set live, friend, in HD. Do you think there'll be a late scratching? Have you got a ticket just in case there's a late scratching out of the 10 team? I'd like to take them all out, to be personally. I'd like to actually take them all out and get a start somewhere. For those who are listening... I've got family in Melbourne. I can probably organise something for you. I will sleep in my car. The Reedoviches. <laughs> we can sort them out. Wear the cement boots. I'd take them out. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Anyway, so... Nah, it's you and me. We're going to be stuck in Perth yep. watching it from over here. You'll be making thousands, hosting a function. I'll be here at work yeah. making sure it gets to air. I anyway. have bought a chicken and some orange juice for you to get you through. <laughs> Enjoy your Melbourne Cup lunch. Yeah. You know what Barrier 18 has never done? Won a Melbourne Cup? Correct. Mm. Barrier 18 has never produced a Melbourne Cup and Saddlecloth 18... I heard that on the coverage on Saturday. Sam did a good job. Oh, did they ever. Mm. Have I talked about Francesca Kamani, Katie <laughs> yeah, Price and Brittany yeah, Taylor? Yeah, Forget about that. Felgate, White and all the other... No, go easy on White because like, if there's a late scratching, yeah. White might be calling you. The no, he's Maddie. the bloke that hasn't called me so far. <laughs> <laughs> the head of sport has not called Timmy Gossage. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm, I'm su- not bitter about it at no, all. No, I don't think you would be, yeah. Yeah. Karen, Ma- he, sorry. Rang, he rang me. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You were too busy doing basketball. Right, <laughs> Saddlecloth 18 yep. has only had one winner. Yep. Who's wearing Saddlecloth 18 this year? Uh, surprise, baby, who is the son of Shocking. Yeah! <laughs> the information we are providing, the podcasting family, right here. So don't forget, still to come, my Phantom Call. And it's a Phantom Call which I have done. Now, I don't know if you know, Phantom Callers who do Phantom Calls. Yep. Have scripts and they have a method. Right. You've got no script I'm and no method. To... That's only because you've done no preparation. No, I've done prep. Oh, have you? I've done prep. Okay. For the first eight. All right. So we're taking a break. And as we take a break, yep. for the dumbed-down punters, mm-hmm. what are you going to tip? Give us three horses that we should throw some money at. When are we doing that? Just now. Just No, because it. it's going to come in my call. I'm going to give you my top three Give us just a couple of options. All right, yeah. Just for the dumbed-down ones, we've got a dollar here, 50 cents With each With respect way. to the listening audience, I'd not like to dumb you down. I'm actually looking at you <laughs> when I'm talking you about dumbed-down. Well, you're talking to me. All right. So I've narrowed it down to eight. Right. Southern France. Right. Prince of Arran, who won the Geelong Cup. Hang on, I'll give some information halfway through. Go. Well, can you do it quickly? No, we'll keep going. Southern France, Prince of Arran, who won the Geelong Cup. Constantinople, which has been ridden by Joe Marrera, who is yep. the best jockey in the world. Yep, 52.5 weight too, so very low, which is very handy in the big race, over 3,200 metres. Vow and Declare. Vow and Declare. Been ridden by Craig yeah, Williams. Craig Williams. Barrier 21, no, not mm, great, Tim. No, that's not good. Yeah, thank you. Murder Glass. Murder Glass. Don't know anything about Murder Glass. Oh, really? Oh, no, I do. Yes. It won the Caulfield yeah, Cup. won the Caulfield Cup. <laughs> been ridden by Damien Lane <laughs> from Japan. Hasn't been done the Melbourne Caulfield Cup since 2001. And who was the last horse to do it? Um, Ethereal. That's it? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Sheila Laxon, trainer. Mm. Okay. Finch. Finch, yes. Kieran McAvoy. Yeah, who trains it? Um, uh, I'm just looking here, Tim. Uh, CJ Waller. And who's CJ Waller? He's a great trainer. Winks. Wow, okay. <laughs> he trained Winks. Yeah. All right, how are we going? Ran well in last year's Melbourne Cup too. Okay, Finch. I'm going to rattle off the eight. Yep. Finch. Cross Counter, last year's winner, Murder yep. Glass, Constantinople, Vow and Declare, Southern France, Prince of Arran, and surprise, surprise, baby. What about Musketeer? Okay, 
Damien Oliver? No, because I've said I've narrowed it down to eight, and that's what I'm going with. We'll take a break. Musketeers suited to the 3,200 metres, Tim. No Mickey Mouse horse musketeer is going to be winning any Melbourne Cup. Damien Oliver, well done to Damien Oliver. Most successful jockey at the Flemington Carnival on the mm. weekend. Fantastic. You know what Damien Oliver did? And I read this on Facebook. He took a break in the podcast. He, he, he's not on the potty. But he took our girl, Brittany Taylor, into the jockey's room and introduced her to all the jockeys. Wow, that's pretty cool. How cool is that for yeah, Damien? And then away, his good. payback was he rode about 15 winners on the weekend. Nice mm. work by him. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we are going to provide you more of this insightful preview of the Melbourne Cup. And just a reminder, tune in to 10 around the country tomorrow. And, of course, Studio 10, Melbourne Cup 10, Online 10, everything 10 has got Melbourne Cup in it. And, of course, be watching 10 News First at 5 for anything that's happening throughout the day. Stay with us. We'll take a break. This is the Western Front in Perth, Melbourne Cup Eve. On the way, our Melbourne Cup call. G'day, I'm Matt Burke, and this week's special guest on Talking Rugby is a veteran of the game. He's devoted the last 50 years of his life to the sport he loves with just pure passion. He's been a player and also a referee. And what about this? He's been at every World Cup since its beginning in 1987. We know him as the voice of rugby. This week, we talk with none other than Gordon Bray. Talking Rugby with Matt Burke. Make sure you check it out. Welcome back. Did you know that um, Lloyd Williams has had six winners in mm. the Melbourne Cup? Mm, I did. Started in uh, 81 yep. with uh, Just a Dash. Yep. Love Just a Dash. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, Rick Hindling in 2017 was his last. <laughs> yep. That's it. Is that all you got? <laughs> Is that all you've got? The last uh, horse to go back to back in the Melbourne Cup. Oh, I would say that would be Maccabi Diva. <laughs> yeah, correct. And she went back to back to back. Yeah, hard to go back to back, though, oh, yeah. Jim. Very hard. Yep. Uh, Damien so, Oliver's won three. Yeah, so is Melbourne Kerry, Ma- Cup. So is Kerry McAvoy. Yeah, don't worry about him. Damien Oliver is a bloody champion. And if Damien Lane wins the Melbourne Cup yes. on Murder Glass, he wins Grand the Grand Slam. Slam. What's the races in the Grand Slam? Look uh, We've got the uh, Caulfield. Yep. The Melbourne Cup. Yep. Uh it's on the tip of my tongue because I did it in the intro on uh, Saturday to the news story. Golden Slipper. Golden Slipper. And? And um, <laughs> one other. Cox Plate. Cox, that's it. So he's won all in the same that's year. That's a good year. But, so, so he's that's on... like Rafa Nadal sort of stuff. Absolutely. Ash Barty. Ash Barty. How good is Ash Barty? Mm. Anyway, so bottom line is he can do it in one year. Yep. Grand Slam, mm. right? So Damien Lane, Grand Slam one year. Slipper, Cup, Cox, Melbourne Cup. Karen Matt, uh, Craig Williams has won all three, but if he rides vow and declare to win the Cup on Tuesday, he's won the Grand Slam, but not in a calendar year. He's won all four. Wow, that's pretty good. Rightio. That's pretty good. Now, so who do you like? Can I get your tip? Because yep. I'm about to give you the phantom call of the Melbourne Cup. Okay. Do you want the whole three minutes 20? No, preferably not. <laughs> Let's just give us the last 100 metres. No, give me a break. Nah, I'm well, just we warming don't want to listen to you. What about from the home turn? From the home turn, they swing the bend. Yep. Yep, that'll do. That'll do. Uh, my tips for the cup, Tim. Yep. I really like Mustard Gear. I think it's uh, going to be up there and about. Yep. Uh, you're selling me on Surprise Baby. 
didn't know much about Surprise Baby until we had this little bit of a chat. It won the Adelaide Cup. Horses that have won over the distance are always a chance. Surprise Baby has to be a chance. It's got a child, though, as a jockey, so Jordy. that could be, could be a bit Jordy. of a problem. And Constantinople. Yes, very unlucky last start. Yep. On Val and Declare, I reckon. Very, very low right, on okay. the old uh, weight, Tim. Why don't you go through the whole field? No, well, there's four. That's pretty decent. All right, I'm ready. To call the cup? Yep. Are we All ready right. to go? Yep. All right, so do we do it officially, like 10's broadcast? That's Our it. own 10's broadcast. Okay, so you introduce me, yep. and I'll pick it up from the home turn, right? I'll pick it up from the home yep. turn. Okay. And I'll give you the my top four. Well, I'll give you I'll give you the run on, but I'll, I've just... But let me just... Do you need a couple of moments? Just a couple of moments to get my binoculars clean. <laughs> <laughs> have caught. you been impressed with my study and I have my been knowledge? Overwhelmed. You really thought I was going to come in a real Dumbo, but I've gone from Dumbo to no, dummy. No, no, no. You've gone from real Dumbo <laughs> to, to Dumbo. Dumbo. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, this is the uh, tens coverage on the Western Front podcast. We're going to head downstairs now to a man who was snubbed no, no, by no, the no, bosses. I'm upstairs because I've got to see the oh, field. I'm downstairs. I can't see through the umbrellas. Because <laughs> no, I was up on a tower, though, because I'm hosting. <laughs> no, you're tower. not. It's the other way around. You're downstairs in the okay. mounting yard. All right. yep. I'm Scrap upstairs. That. All right. All right. So, I've worked on the Melbourne Cup coverage, okay, okay? Mate. and I would like to work on it again. Well, this is your chance. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. All right? I'm ready. Wow, very excited about the big race, the race that stops the nation for 2019. Let's head to our caller now, snubbed by Channel 10 <laughs> bosses, <laughs> given no chance no to be chance. part of the coverage. No, now, to his five listeners through this podcast, <laughs> he's going to get a chance yep. to call the final stages of the 2019 Melbourne Cup. Take it away, Timmy G. Good on you, Lockie. Nice work by you as they swing the bend in the Melbourne Cup. The long Flemington straight and $8 million up for grabs. Hope you're enjoying it on 10. And Murder Glass has come to the outside. But Muster here in front for Damien Oliver. What a carnival he's had so far. Then Twilight Payment on the inside of Prince of Aaron, the Geelong Cup winner from a couple of weeks ago. He working his way through the field. Where surprise, baby. It's been four and five wide from the outset. The chosen one steal Prince Hill Paradiso. And Raymond Tuscan Latroba back on the inside. And last year's winner, Cross Counter. Can it go back to back? at the 500 and Mirage Dancer looms up on the outside Murder Glass follows him through Mustahir's gone Rostropovich and Twilight Payment and Surprise Baby it's covered more ground than Burke and Wills but's coming hard on his back is Prince of Aaron and then Finch at the 300 and Surprise Baby looms up and takes the lead Surprise Baby races up to Murder Glass Prince of Aaron is fighting back and then Cross Counter Surprise Baby Prince of Aaron Prince of Aaron Surprise Baby Surprise Baby Prince of Aaron they hit it Surprise Babies won the cup. Surprise Babies beat Prince of Aaron. Murder Glasses kicked for third. Then cross counter and no one cares about fifth to 24th. The winner of the Melbourne Cup is Surprise Prize Baby. Surprise Prize Baby. Yeah, it's won the cup. Written by Jordan Charles for Paul Pruska. And the cup is run and done for 2019. Very nice. Timmy G, let's now cross down to Britt Taylor who's on the track with the jockey. What questions would you ask? Well, Jordan, it's a fantastic achievement, of course. And Paul Prisker, what do you know about him? Oh, it's a great story. Uh, thanks, Britty. Yeah, it's fantastic. Paul's come from a long way. This horse is an amazing horse. When it won the Adelaide Cup, I said to myself, you know what? I do think it can win the Melbourne Cup. Look, it hasn't had many starts. It had to overcome the wide gate. had to overcome a lot of adversity. But, gee, I knew I was on the best horse and I was going to win the race a long way out. So I'm very pleased. It's one of my greatest moments in sport. Ah, oh, fantastic. Uh, the odds? 
Uh, we're about uh, 14 to 1. We are about uh, surprise baby. So, so, well, that's good money. <laughs> hey, nice work. Hey, whatever you're doing, Melbourne Cup Day, gamble responsibly, enjoy the day. The focus is on Melbourne. It's a focus around the world, and to be part of it in a booth 4,000 kilometres from Melbourne is a great honour. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed the Western Front Melbourne Cup coverage. To all of you I've got from more us, info. No, let's no, give no, it a No, seriously, I've got more. Mate. Mate, I've done four hours mm. and I've literally had 40 seconds of giving information. It's a waste of my Sunday if I don't get a couple more things out. Nah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, got nothing else. Can we leave it there? Yeah. Have a great Melbourne Cup day, everyone. This has been the Western Front Podcast. Do ya? Well, I've got a new thing. It's a way to listen to the paper in your ears, you see. What are you on about, kid? I'm on about Tin Speaks podcasts. What's a Tin Speaks podcast? It's like a newspaper for your ear holes. Well, what sort of thing do they talk about then? All sorts of things, Governor. Go on. They talk about Western Australian sport there, mate. I see you've got the sports pages. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, who's that by then? Who says that? Doesn't matter about that one now. There's one about your house. Not your house. My, my house? Not your house. Who's talking about my house then? I mean just houses in general. And other design-related things. That one's with Barry Dubois. Barry Dubois? Yeah, you know, from the Friday show. From the... Oh, from the living room. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, what if I don't want to hear about my home or other people's homes? That's all right. You strike me as the kind of guy who might watch The Bachelor. The Bachelor? I've watched A Bachelor. Well, maybe you'll hear a bit more about that on one of our Reality Bites podcasts. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. All right, the shoes are done, Governor. That'll be ten quid. How much? Ten squids, mate. That's outrageous. You're outrageous. I'm out of here.